My name is Rhoda Morgenstern. I was born in the Bronx, New York, in December 1941. I've always felt responsible for World War II. The first thing I remember liking that liked me back was food. In school, my grades were okay, mostly B's and C's, except for self-control. I had a bad puberty. It lasted 17 years. I'm a high school graduate. I went to art school. My entrance exam was on a book of matches. Welcome to the podcast, the Dave Juskow Show. Date I'm taping this Wednesday, October 21st. And thank you for joining me today, for uh, all my hundred listeners or so. I, uh, I mean, you people, that was a little test. Who the hell would listen to a podcast that opens with the Rota theme? Who? Who? I mean, you know what today is, you know what's happening. The Mets, the Mets, the Mets. The Mets, the Mets, taping this podcast on Wednesday, October 21st. The Mets are playing game number four. They are 3-0, and and they are one game away from going to the World Series. First time since 2000. So why, why would a man, such as myself, play the Rota theme to open the show with? Why? Obviously, I'm insane. Let's get, um, I have a lot of computer trouble today. <laughs> I don't know why I would say in that voice, but, uh, you know, let's get into it, though. Meet the Mets. Greet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kitty. Bring your wife. Guaranteed to have the time of your life. Because the Mets are really sucking the ball. Side, west side. <laughs> to meet the M-E-T-S Mets in New York town. My favorite part, oh, the butcher and the baker. <laughs> you know, I love that part. Makes no sense. Where do they go? To meet the Mets. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Um, I'm, I'm taping, the, you know what, um, I was supposed to have a beautiful birthday dinner with Artie Lang tonight. His birthday was two weeks ago when we just put it together, me and David Tell, uh, great comedian Russ Maneve, very handsome fellow, Russ Maneve. Uh, we were supposed to have dinner with Artie today at the uh, old Homestead Steakhouse, but Artie had to cancel last minute, just five minutes just before I, uh, after I bought him a birthday gift, uh, had to cancel last minute because... He has an audition tomorrow for something, and uh, God damn it, I was totally looking forward to steak. You know, I usually record on Wednesday. If I got something to do, I record on Thursdays. But uh, so I just put the together the impromptu recording session. Otherwise, I would have had a guest, but I I knew I was going out, and I just can't get the guest together if it's on a Thursday. I don't know why. So I just couldn't get together because also Tuesday yesterday I had something to do. So. Um, yeah, I just can't put it together. It's horrible. And I would have liked a guest today, I think. Um, but uh, whatever. So I'm putting together the impromptu thing really quick. I hope it's a, a show that you'll like and it's flowing. But, uh, you know, I do also want to get out of here because I do want to see the Mets game. And uh, I'm going with my friend Kenny. I think we're going to go to the Pig and Whistle and watch Mets 4 and possibly, possibly. I mean, Mats is on the line tonight. I don't know, but... They might clinch it tonight. I mean, it's become too easy. This isn't the Mets. What's happening? The Mets? The Mets are making it easy? The Mets, there's like never any nail biting. The Mets and the Jets, all my teams have always been known for the nail biting, close calls, maybe it'll work out. I mean, this this is ridiculous. When they won in 86, where, where was that 17-inning game in Houston and stuff like that? I mean, you know, and, and especially, of course, game six. I mean, 
this has been relatively easy. I mean, this is weird. Unless I'm missing something, but I think um, I, I'm pretty sure we can play this for the Cubs. Yeah, you got that right. Fuck them. Fuck them and their stupid Ivy. I don't know whether you saw the game last night, game three, when the ball got lost in the Ivy and the guy puts up his hands. Sissies. Screw the Cubs. Screw the Cubs. And even though it is, I mean, and, and, and that is uh, really heresy to say on a day like today. The Dave Just Got Podcast will continue in a moment. <laughs> you know what today is. It's October 21st. Everybody's been talking about it. Let's get into it. Yes, it's Back to the Future Day. On this day, October 21st, 2015, Marty, I've got to bring you back to the future. It's, it's not you, Marty. It's your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids. On October 21st, one of your kids makes a huge mistake. We've got to correct it. Otherwise, we can't draw the alternate universe of the alternate 1985 to go back to 1955. Wait, really, I convoluted at Back to the Future 2. You know, I always wonder, you know, obviously Back to the Future uh, first one is just absolutely brilliant. Completely holds up, although it's a little slow in our timeline movie standards today. It's a little slow, just, you know, he's getting into the car and the, the, the clock and, and the lightning storm. And it just takes all way too long for this day and age. But other than that, let's face it, it, it completely holds up. I mean, the premise alone is hilarious. And they were talking about it on the Today Show today. They had the cast. They had Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, who still looks really good, and Michael J. Fox. And they had them talking about it today. You know, like, oh, this script was rejected all the time because, of course, it was rejected. He goes back and his mother falls in love with him. Who's going to buy that script in 1984? But everybody knows it's such a brilliant movie, and I'm, I'm obsessed with it, and I'm obsessed with the backside of the story because I've actually read the script uh, in, it, in it's like the 1980 format that Robert Zemeckis had where he goes back in time not in a DeLorean but in a refrigerator and they had to cut that out because they were afraid kids would lock themselves in the refrigerator <laughs> and uh, good thinking about that but he only goes back I think with an audio an, an audio, you know a tape recorder because they didn't have you know video cameras it was only like three years before or something So, yeah, waiting was good. and uh, But Back to the Future 2 and 3, really not that great. But the thing is, I wonder, I wonder if I was seeing it for the first time, if I was a kid, I'd probably like Back to the Future 2. If I saw Back to the Future 2 first, I'd probably really enjoy it. And Back to the Future 3. Um, if you've seen Back to the Future 1 first, I, I don't think you can enjoy 2 and 3 as much. I remember seeing it in the movie theater not enjoying it as much. I mean, certainly I was going to see it, but I just I was very disappointed because, uh, I don't know, there was like a real threat to him. Remember Biff had, had a gun, he was trying to shoot him. And that's the same in 3. You know, 1 was not like that. You know, he was just going to get beaten up. So the niceness of it like was kind of taken away, which is clearly what it was. So, uh, I don't know. You know, it's got real dark. I guess that's the direction they wanted to go. But but anyway, yeah, it's Back to the Future. They're calling it Back to the Future Day because it's October 21st, 2015. And that's when uh, Marty comes back and goes to the future because somebody's got to be talking about our kids. Your kids, Marty. So, um, and of course, everybody's talking about it because the sign says Cubs win. And Marty's looking at it, it just says Cubs win World Series 2015. Can you believe it? The Cubs are in the World Series. But it's over. It's over. I'm sorry, Cubs fans. It's over. You stink. For some reason, the Mets are unbelievable. How can this be? The, 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 the Mets, you know. I mean, they're my team, but they've stunk for so long. And winning a championship is pulling teeth. But this year, they're just... I mean, are they really going to clinch tonight? The, the, the Cubs won't even have won a game with their powerhouse hitting? I mean, and, and, and what happened last night? What? And this ball is drilled to right center field. It is deep. 
Man alive, Dave Daniel Murphy has homered for the fifth straight postseason game. Unbelievable. Yeah, and the radio announcer, Howie Rose, uh, I, I couldn't find a copy of that. He's just like, you got to be kidding me. Because <laughs> because nobody can believe it. Daniel Murphy has hit a home. He, he's not a home run guy. He's not Reggie Jackson. And now he's hit five home runs in five games. What is happening? I mean, I love it, but it's like I've been talking to other you know fans, and we just we're just we're just as shocked as the Michigan Michigan State game on Saturday. Um, I don't know if you heard about that, but here's what happened in that game. Out. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was Michigan-Michigan State, right? You figure it's a rival. Even if you don't know anything about college football, it's Michigan-Michigan State. I mean, everybody knows those you know things are rivalries, whether it's Michigan or whether it's Florida-Florida State, you know. Heavy rivalry for, you know, before we were born, you know, 100 years ago. And, uh, okay, so the, the premise is Michigan State is the number, maybe they're the number five, seven team. They're undefeated. And they have major hopes to go to, uh, what do you call it, the national championship and the playoffs. You know, where the, now it's a new system as of last year. You Four teams get to go to the playoffs and you get to take a shot. It's not just the number one and two. So they have every intention of being there. And Michigan lost their first game. They got the new coach from the 49ers, uh, Jim Harbaugh. I think I got his name right because he's got that brother from the Ravens. And they lost the first game, but then they were stepping it up. And it was very, very clear that they were playing so well and beating the the right people that they could possibly go to the playoffs as a one-loss team because Alabama is also a one-loss team. So you can have two one-loss teams go into the playoffs, which is usually unheard of. And everything was crushed or the opposite on Saturday. Michigan State should not have won that game. And at the very last second, with five seconds left, Michigan is punting the ball, and the unthinkable happens if you're a Michigan fan. Punter messes up the snap. He's like an Australian kicker, you know, like a rugby guy. Messes up the snap. Michigan State, not only do they recover it, they run it in for a touchdown. And Michigan season is over. I mean, it's great to watch. The fans are just, you know, welcome to fucking my world of being a Mets and Jets fan for so long. Welcome to my world. Every Mets. That's the thing. The Mets, everything that's been happening to them, or, or happening to the other teams usually happens to the Mets. Remember when I left you last time? Uh, you know, I was very worried because I was looking at the game. They were up one nothing, and then it was two. They were playing the Dodgers, and I wasn't sure what was going to happen. It was the game five, I believe. Yeah, and then remember, Murphy. Uh, well, if if you've been watching, uh, Daniel Murphy also, let alone hitting the home runs, he's smart, and he did this crazy base running thing where he noticed nobody was on third, and out of a walk, he just ran to third and stole third and caught the Dodgers off guard, and that ruined them. From that moment, I knew they were going to win because that's the kind of shit that used to happen to the Mets. The Mets and my and the Jets, you know, my teams, always find new ways to lose. And now it's happening to the other teams. It happened last night playing the Cubs. Strike three, the ball is... After the strike three, the guy strikes him, the Cubs strikes the, the player out, the Mets player out, I think it was Denardo. I'm not sure I can't pronounce his name right. I'm, you know, I'm bad with that. The ball passes him. He runs the first, and uh, Cespedes uh, scores. You know, off a wild pitch after a third strike. That's the kind of shit that happens to the Mets. For it to happen to the other team, I'm telling you, something is different. And that's what just happened to Michigan. I mean, they got screwed. I mean, it's their own fault, but they got screwed, and Michigan State ends up winning. And there's some stuff online of just, you know, people in bars recording it, and it's half and half. You know, it's Michigan, so half Michigan State, half Michigan. If you're at a bar and just the people, the real reactions of disbelief everywhere in Michigan, it's uh, quite fascinating. I mean, what a week. What a what a Saturday it was, and I was away. Let me um, – uh, so tonight, anyway, they're playing game four. I, I can't even – I don't even know what's going to happen. Kansas City is uh, losing right now, so I guess they're going to have to play um, – 
uh, a six a game six. Yeah, they're gonna uh, take it back to Kansas City, I believe. Yeah, because they'll be up uh, three two. Uh, Kansas City beat the crap out of Toronto. I really thought it was over. It's very surprising. I really think the Mets are going to have a tough time with Kansas City, but if Toronto has one tonight, um, maybe they won't. I don't know. Selena's on my notes. Um, so just uh, let me. So Saturday, just uh, so we can you know go back a little. I love talking about my weekend. That's what the podcast is about. And that's why you people don't mind. And that's why you know you're in it to win it. When you're in the Dave Jessica podcast, you know you're in it to win it. If I'm talking about sports. But I open with the theme from Rhoda. You know you're a dedicated fan of me. <laughs> because who in their right mind would put up with such a thing? If I was calling to listen to a sports podcast and I had to listen to the theme from Well, if I had to do I would be like, oh my God, this is the greatest show ever. But, you know, <laughs> certain people would be like, what the hell is he doing? But I'll explain it all later. Uh, so Saturday, uh, I go down to Rutgers where my niece goes to school. Apparently it was a parent's weekend, but the reason I was going was because we were going to Stuff Your Face, which is a restaurant in Rutgers I haven't been to in New Brunswick. I haven't been to in like 30 years, maybe 20, 25, I don't know. And they make strombolis. Those, these, this Italian, like, you know, rolled up stuff and boy, is it good. And I forgot how good they were and oh my God, it was amazing. The whole family went. It wasn't really crowded. I don't know why Rutgers was in the middle of playing. And I had a, a batali boli, which is a lasagna boli. And then I added meatballs and onions. Yeah. I was just like, you know, I'd like the batali boli, and I want to add meatballs and onions. And I was like, boom, drop the mic on that waitress. Yeah. Because you know that was going to be delicious. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. Holy shit. I can't wait to have it again. I cannot wait. But I went to a spin class in the morning, so I felt like it was okay. <laughs> I mean, basically wasting the spin class, let alone after I had that, it was my brother-in-law's birthday and he wants to be on the podcast. And uh, I just, I, you know, I think I got to do it at his house. I still got to figure out how that thing works so I can bring it remotely. But um, then we went back to his house for cake and I really wanted to get back and watch the Mets game or listen to it in the car. So I was listening to the car most of the way, but by the time I got back home, I was able to watch the end. Very exciting. And then I went out, like, at midnight, you know, until, like, 5 in the morning, drinking and doing whatnot because somebody called. They're like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood. And I'm like, ugh. So I was a mess on Sunday. So thank God that was a perfect football Sunday. But I couldn't sleep properly. And I hate I hate football Sundays, and I love them, you know. It's just I wish they started and it ended earlier, you know. I mean, I like the fact that I could sleep until 1, but I can't sleep until – I mean, I can't. I just couldn't I, – I was up and about and – couldn't sleep properly so then you know i hate falling asleep during the games I like to watch the games oh i did horribly i did horribly on uh saturday well uh, sunday rather well su saturday but uh, let me just say rutgers they were down we were watching the game at the you know stuff your face they're down 25 points uh, my sister when she came home i was taking a nap and she goes yeah rutgers won i'm like how could they possibly won then i taped it at my house just so I could see how they won. They, they won 55-52 in Indiana. Away. I don't know how they did that, but there were other games. I wanted to bet Baylor, West Virginia. I liked them. They were only like, you know, if everybody like 14 points, they won by 30. Clemson at Boston College, I bet the over because it was so low for some reason because I guess BC has a very good defense, but they won 34-17. And then uh, Alabama, Texas A&M, I did bet because it was only like three and a half and Alabama beat the shit out of Texas A&M, which before that was undefeated. Um, also, Notre Dame-USC. USC was up that entire game. Then Notre Dame ended up winning 41-31. And I wanted to bet Iowa over Northwestern, who was also undefeated, because I just, you know, I was kicking ass. I don't know why. But Sunday, oh, my God, I really messed up everything. I had uh, all my games, like, lost. I think I won four. I got my key pick in Cincinnati. Remember I told you last week I loved Cincinnati. I think the games I said I liked, yeah, I said I liked Cincinnati and the Jets. And the Jets beat the shit out of Washington. And again, what's that about? You know the Jets. They usually lose to a bad team like that. I don't know what's going on. If the Mets and the Jets can turn around like this, can't I... Because everything I do kind of sucks. Isn't it my turn? It's my turn. Ba -da 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 -da. Um, <laughs> I'm so gay. 
Um, you know, I bet Chicago, and they lost. Uh, they should have won that game. I should have. They it was, the spread was only plus two and a half. They lost by a half a point for me. Denver didn't cover. They were favored by four and a half. They won by three. Arizona was a mess. They lost. I don't know what happened there. Tennessee lost. Miami beat the shit out of them. So I'm betting way against them this week. I don't even know who they're playing. I had uh, Minnesota is the only one I won because I knew Kansas City was a bag of crap. Uh, I thought Jacksonville, I had them. Then they were Houston. I don't know somehow they figured it out. One day picked Carolina totally over Seattle. I had them plus six and a half. That one won. And I like that one too, I think. But I wouldn't bet on it. I would surprise. I picked San Francisco plus two and a half because I know Baltimore is just a mess. And they ended up winning. I won Green Bay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I lost Green Bay. Right. San Diego, they had a lot of trouble in San Diego. So they didn't cover the spread. And New England didn't cover Indianapolis. Can you imagine? 34-27. A late touchdown just to screw everybody that had New England. And then the Giants on Monday. Oh, my God. That was pathetic. Remember I told you I'm in that Staten Island pool where you just have the numbers? You know, I had the Eagles at 7 and the Giants at 4. I needed one more touchdown. I would have won $400, like a Super Bowl box pool that I have every Monday out of Staten Island. The Giants could not. Oh, my God, that game was a mess. The Eagles sucked too. So now we know the Giants really suck. They beat up on teams that suck. This is a very easy way to pick next week, like this week coming up, right? So we know San Francisco kind of sucks. They were able to beat Baltimore, but they suck. And Seattle's pretty good, but they're not as good as usual. So I'm Seattle minus six and a half over San Francisco, even though it's in San Francisco, going for it. Because San Francisco really sucks. And the Giants were able to beat San Francisco, and they kind of stink. The Jacksonville uh, Buffalo game that's in England this week, and it's uh, it's on at like Yahoo at nine thirty in the morning. I don't like that it's not on television. I want to watch it like regular television, and I'm not, you know, young enough to <laughs> have the Yahoo on my television. Um, Cleveland, I'm just looking at some of the games that I like. Atlanta, oh, there we go. Atlanta, who lost last week to New Orleans over Tennessee. Tennessee, I think the quarterback might be out. I'm taking that one. Atlanta minus three and a half. We're going with that, people. It was 2-0 last week. Atlanta over Tennessee. Washington, Tampa Bay, who knows? Detroit, Minnesota, what a mess. Miami over Houston, can they repeat what they did now that they have this new coach? I don't know. I'm taking the Jets plus the points over New England. I'm not saying these are the games I'm betting on. I am taking the Atlanta one is the best. New Orleans plus points over Indianapolis. Pittsburgh over Kansas City. Let's take that one. Because who, no matter who Pittsburgh has, they seem to work it out. And Kansas City really sucks. So I'm taking that one. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus two and a half, even though I hate Pittsburgh. Kansas City, they're a mess. I'm going to take Oakland plus the points over San Diego. And I'm taking Dallas plus the points over the Giants because these two teams both kind of blow since, you know, Dallas doesn't have their quarterback. Um, but the Giants really suck. I mean, anybody who was watching that game Monday. They're horrible. I mean, horrible. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas to pretty much ruin the Giants' season. And in and, and, and that sense, saying that, I am taking for sure Carolina minus three and a half over Philadelphia. Philadelphia sucks too. I'm taking Carolina at home. Carolina just beat Seattle. Is it going to be a drop-down game Maybe because they, they beat Seattle in Seattle? I don't think so. Philadelphia blows. I am taking Carolina. That might be my key pick, even though I made Seattle my key pick because I like having the key picks on Thursday. And then I guess I'm taking, even though Baltimore sucks, they're playing in Arizona on Monday night. I, it's plus seven and a half. I, I don't know. But Arizona at home is much different. I might change that bet. But let's go with uh, Carolina and Seattle this week. Right? Because we, we're just playing off the fact that the other teams they're playing suck oh the Giants are pathetic I mean, it was just sad so anyway yeah Monday uh, you know went for wings oh so delicious the guy I go with this guy Chris Murphy he ordered something new remember I told you I didn't want to do the nachos I messed up because we got the Buffalo nachos they were so good that day this time he did quesadillas filled with chili oh my god 
but I'm not doing it. I'm sticking with the wings. I got to stick with what got me there. <laughs> but I couldn't have the hot this week because I knew I had something to do Tuesday. I had to like wake up early Tuesday and then do because then I did um, Irene has a radio show. Irene, our friend Irene Bremis, who does the pendulum picks and has been on the show many times, has a radio show on Tuesdays in at called B-Box Radio. It's a live streaming radio. I was going to have my own show there, my own just strictly football show on Monday mornings or Sunday mornings. And then I found out it was like, you know, it's in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Now, I don't know if you know where that is. You know, they say it's an up-and-coming community, and it completely is. I mean, they can't argue with what's happening in Brooklyn now. It's underneath the Manhattan Bridge. I've been there before. I filmed my Cars movie there. And um, it's very pleasant there, but all you can hear is the subway because it's elevated. So all you can hear is the subway. I mean, I don't know how people live there. The subway, we're on the radio station. We're inside a building. All you hear is the subway. I mean, it's horrible. It's almost like in the Blues Brothers. You know, when they're in Chicago and, and Jake and Elle would live right by the subway, right on the subway tracks. They have a little apartment there. Oh, my God, it's horrible. So there and so I went to the radio station and it's this tiny little thing in like a bazaar, like a, you know, like like a like a, you know, like like a maybe where those jewelry shops are on 47th Street and there's all little shops inside a building. You know, it's, it's like that is everybody has their own little shops in this thing and one of them's a t very tiny radio station like you would see you know in the 70s or something and Irene and I taped the show Rachel was supposed to do it but she had to do the nightly show last night it's not all about that show sucks but good for her besides thank god she wasn't there I don't know why we'd fit her so I did Irene's show last night it was kind of fun um it was fun doing a radio show but it's not real radio you know it's still it's on the internet and I don't know what to do. So anyway, so the guy said, I have to pay to do it. I have to pay $20 a month to, you know, get the key to the thing and open it and run the board. You know, somebody has to train you. I was like, oh, no, no, listen, I don't make any money from this podcast, but I'm not paying money. Actually, the funny thing is I do put money into this podcast. You know, I buy equipment and stuff like that. But I'm not paying money to be on the air. I'm not going to do it because it's still just, I mean, it's live, but it's still the internet. If it was an actual radio station, if it was on like K-Rock or something, maybe I would. But it's still on the stupid internet, and I don't even know where you get it. I've tried to listen to Irene's show a hundred times. I can't even find it. I got this show, right? I got this show. I can film it whenever I want, tape it, whatever it is. But I love doing people's podcasts. I really enjoy it. You know how much I love doing Artie's podcast, especially since that's such a pleasant place to be. I like doing other people's podcasts. I was just thinking about the other day. I'm like, do I even need to do my podcast anymore? I don't even know who's listening. I mean, I know I got a lot of nice followers and stuff, but... I don't know whether it's going to help make any money or, you know, I'm never really about money, but at some point, I mean, you've got to make something, right? Some kind of bleeding chips, as they say in Casino Royale. Um, and uh, I don't know what to do, but then I was like, well, I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I keep doing the podcast. I mean, like something like today, I'm like, I got to kind of throw it together because I don't want to let anybody down. And I love doing it this time of the year. And, um, but, you know, I have stuff to do. And, you know, I want to watch the Mets and stuff. But, you know, I like doing it. And it's got to be timely, especially, you know, if you're doing a football season or Mets or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. But I like doing Artie's show. And he told me uh, that uh, I got to come on again because his producer did something weird that I have to comment on. I, I couldn't be happier that Artie likes when I come on the show. I mean, I could not be happier. I love doing the show. I've been getting so many nice tweets from people. Which is a miracle, right? Because remember, when I was on his uh, television show, I got a lot of bad tweets that people didn't like me. And now on this show, they, they do, and it makes me so happy. Um, because, you know, when you start reading tweets about people, people get, sometimes they get very jealous, sometimes they just get angry. And it's really mean, and it really hurts. And that happened to me for the first time ever um, doing Artie's television show. And, you know, people gave me a lot of shit. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of nice people. But then, you know, celebrities talk about this all the time. You know, you just, and I am not a celebrity, but, you know, when you read mean tweets about you, it, it hurts and there's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, a lot of celebrities are like, don't read your tweets because people are sometimes really nasty. And a couple times when I opened for Artie, I remember people were nasty to me then. Even if I had a great set, people would come up and these guys, they're, they're clearly just 
jealous and you know it. So you try and be polite. And they're like, well, your act kind of sucked. And I'm like, right. I just agree with them. Because what are you supposed to say? They're not doing it. I'm doing the best I can. I know I'm not that great. But um, you don't have to be mean about it. <laughs> or maybe you do if you're paying those kind of prices. Oh, what was I saying the other day in Artie's podcast? I said, um, Lamar Odom is dead. Dead serious about the price of living <laughs> being too high. Something like that. It, from The Simpsons. Lamar Odom is dead. Breaking news. Dead serious about the price of living. No, oh, I can't get it right. I don't know why. Sorry, I just I needed to do it. You know, there's um, also there was a thing in the paper this week about Johnny Manziel. You know, Johnny Manziel from the Cleveland Browns hitting his girlfriend. Uh, he got arrested. Uh, well, he got arrested for something else, driving weirdly. But uh, then his girlfriend has been saying that he hit him. But here's the thing. We don't know what happened. And I'm trying not to be sexist. But his girlfriend threw his wallet out of the car. And uh, and all he did was grab her arm, and there's like a like he grabbed it tightly because he was probably doing everything he could not to hit her, and we have all been there. Everyone knows most. I mean, you, the polite, nice, normal people know you don't hit a woman, but you know there are those women that get you so agitated. Sometimes it's very you know. I mean. That's when you're a real man if you can contain yourself. And when a girl's out, and we don't know what happened. I mean, the, the story is maybe she wanted out of the car, whatever. But when a girl throws your wallet and starts throwing your stuff out of the car, oh, my God, that incenses you. And, uh, you know, so I'm not, I'm not taking anybody's side. I'm just saying I've been in those situations and nobody knows the real story. Because she's not saying, like, well, no, she's taking it back. Now, wait, it didn't hit me. It just kind of bruised me a little, which is still bad. But, you know, he was, and he's a football player. He might be a short guy or a small, you know, tiny guy, but he's still a football player. Probably, you know, trying, and he's in good shape. You know, it's tough. You're trying to contain yourself. And, you know, some of those girls that are crazy and they start throwing your stuff out the window, throwing your clothes out of the house. Oh, my God, it makes you insane, if, especially if you're young definitely been there before you just don't know how to handle it nowadays at least you know we know for sure don't hit anybody but uh, i'm not taking his side he's obviously an idiot he keeps getting chances and he keeps throwing them away they probably got to get rid of him it's a major bummer because i really wanted to see him play and he's kind of ruining everything and that's the name of that tune also uh in the paper yesterday there was a story about um a carjacking uh, in Long Island where the three thieves swiped the car and found out there was an infant in in the car seat, you know, in the back seat. And so they realized and they just left the car and ran away, which was very polite because they're like, oh, I don't want this. They just want to steal the car. They're probably professionals. Um, so the woman went into a subway sandwich shop and left her kid in the car with the keys inside let the kid let the car running and she popped into a subway at 8 a.m i mean first of all i've never left my car running going quickly into a dunkin donuts even in new jersey i always lock my car so can you imagine leaving the car running with a four-month-old girl in the car what by her by the aunt fortunately they uh she was charged thank god i mean think about these thieves these are nicer people than this aunt that's the second aunt in a week we're talking about that's a major tool gail solomon let's mention her name what an asshole can you imagine who leaves the car running with a oh, it's like you want to meet these people because you're like what I've never left the car running with not an infant in it. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, what's the matter with those people? Now, I guess um, 
I think I actually want to move on. I don't think there's anything else I needed to talk about uh, without just uh, kind of going on to this. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, the TV. It's TV time. And now I'm going to tell you why I, uh, I want to talk about television. And why am I talking about Rhoda? I don't know. You know, sometimes things happen. Normal people, when they're on their computer at night, they're looking at porn, they're looking at nudity, and something happens to me, I'm looking at everything, but this happens to everybody. And all of a sudden, I don't know why, I'm looking at Mary Tyler Moore, not pictures of her, you know, I'm looking at the show. And then I want to learn more information about certain things, and you know how I'm fascinated by ratings and all that stuff. And I don't know, I just was doing research on Rhoda. I, I, I cannot tell you why. I mean, there really is no reason. And I just said, I'm going to talk about this today, even though it makes no sense to talk about Rhoda when in about 20 minutes the, the Mets are, are going to be playing to go to the World Series. <laughs> but that's this show, and you know you love it. So the show Rhoda, which is hilarious in itself because the fact that there was a television show with my mother's name. I mean, what are the odds? My mother, the only person on the planet that I know with the name Rhoda, had a TV show. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's like, I don't think there's going to be a, a TV show, uh, you know, for uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's kid, Apple. Well, maybe. But you know what I'm saying. Uh, what, what other Jewish name can there be? Rochelle. Rochelle. <laughs> That's not going to be the name of a show. But that, that would be me in the 50s. Like, well, there's listen, Rhoda. There's not going to be a show with your name on it. We're not, we can't call the show Rhoda. But I'm kind of fascinated on the show. You know, the show lasted four seasons. And it's very interesting. And one of the reasons I'm mentioning it on football season is here, here's the, the reason this is kind of interesting is that they really ruined the... It's, it's fascinating when you look at the world of television today and comedies and the way they do things. Now, Rhoda was a spinoff to the very successful Mary Tyler Moore. And in the first episode of season one, the first episode, it's entitled Joe. Because Rhoda is going to marry this guy, Joe. And they decided we're going to have her meet the person she's going to... They decide, the writers, the producers of this show, decide we're going to have Rhoda married in the first season, which is a gutsy call because you and I all know nowadays never to do that. I mean, look at Friends. Ten years for Ross and Rachel to get together. Cheers figured it out. Sam and Diane, they're off, they're on, they're off, they're on. Don't get them married. You know what I'm saying? All those kind of shows, they figured it out probably from this what to do and what not to do. And it's interesting. So the first episode of Rhoda in 1974 was the only television series ever to be number one for its pilot episode. It was number one in the rankings. You know now, like football is, or football's not around, it's Empire or the Big Bang Theory. But on its pilot that's because it was coming off the Mary Tyler Moore show. So everybody was interesting. But think about this. The pilot episode aired Monday, September 9th, 1974. And it defeated Monday Night Football. The juggernaut of what was Monday Night Football back then. Rhoda defeated Monday Night Football. And the record continues for a pilot I'm fascinated by that. Is anyone else? I'm like looking around. Selena? Now in episode six of the show, episode six, six episodes in, Joe proposes to Rhoda. In episode seven, Rhoda's sister Brenda, you know, played by, uh, what's her name? Kav Julie Kavner, who's on uh, The Simpsons. You know, the mom. Rhoda's sister throws her a shower. And in episode eight, Rhoda gets married. I mean, that's unbelievable. In episode eight, one of the highest programs watched of all 
time. Still one of the most watched television episodes ever, Rhoda's Wedding. Some of you are, you know, around my age, you totally remember. And, uh, you know, Mary Tyler Moore cast is in it. I mean, they really went all out. And remember this aired on Monday nights. So eight weeks into the series, Rhoda and Joe get married already. Can you imagine doing that in this day and age? You know, they, they, that would be poison or death or you'd have to have another plan. Um, and it was an hour-long episode. It broke every record. The highest television episode of, of the 70s until, until Roots. You know, that, that doesn't even count because it's like a miniseries and it's big. This is just a, a, tel- a regular television show, the eighth episode of a television show. And it was the biggest thing. The, what it surpassed was the birth of little Ricky on I Love Lucy in 1953. Watched by 52 million Americans. Those are Super Bowl numbers. Super Bowl numbers. That means over half of the U.S. was watching it. And at the conclusion of, of, of the episode, Monday Night Football, Howard Cosell joked on the air that he hadn't been invited to the wedding. <laughs> And he welcomed welcomed viewers back to the game, uh, you know, from CBS who were watching Rhoda's wedding. Can you imagine? In Monday Night Football, Howard goes, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, I was not invited to Rhoda's wedding. And I'd like to welcome you all back. Oh, you know what? I got to find out who was playing that day because that's funnier, right? I'd like to welcome you back. Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, listen Ladies and gentlemen, no, I can't. I can't do it while I'm doing Howard Cosell's voice. I mean, what a war! No, no, now I'm doing something else. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Monday Night Football. I hope Rhoda got married. Okay, I hope there were no incidents that happened or hijinks that Rhoda didn't get married. I'm hoping and assuming Rhoda and Joe. Uh, happily married. Now, damn it, I can't think of the names. Damn it, I'm trying to do uh, Howard Cosell from the Odd Couple that year. All right, Frank Gifford goes back. No, damn it, it can't be Gifford. He was in the booth. Damn it, <laughs> I can't get it right. Ugh! Who was uh, a good uh, Joe Theismann? Oh, I can't think of the Giants quarterback at that time. I got to find all that out and then do the, uh, I got to write it down. And I'll do it for next week. Or is that lame? Just still talk about Rhoda's wedding next week. <laughs> What's the matter with me? The Mets are going to be in the World Series. going to be talking about Rhoda's wedding. You know, I was young then, but I remember, like, there were hundreds of wedding parties. And people were like, you know. And, and, and the station, CBS, was showered with wedding gifts from fans. Think about, think about those crazies. Nobody had seen anything like it. And, uh... People, you know, before DVRs, before those have people across the country, they'd pulled off the road, checking into motels, friend canceled dinner invitations because they just wanted to watch Rhoda's wedding. And let me, and, and I'll tell you, I was watching. And you remember, Phyllis um, forgot to pick up Rhoda. So she's, I mean, it's a legendary classic television icon thing. Rhoda's running through the streets of New York, taking the subway in her wedding gown. But, you know, it's funny, re-watching that episode, they use strange music for it. There's a lot of silence. When she goes into the subway and goes to the token booth, there's, like, a lot of, like, it's silent. It's very interesting to watch uh, now. Here's actually a... Um, uh, where did I put it? Oh, I thought I had a... Hold on a second. Where is my thing? Here we go. No, that's not it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Rhoda wants to talk to you. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> Mary, why don't you talk to her? Uh, Phyllis won't come to the phone, Rhoda. Yeah, sure, what do you want me to tell her? Rhoda, I come from a small town in the Midwest. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty good stuff. I mean, Mary Tellemore still had it. I mean, she was, that's really funny. Rhoda, what do you want me to say? And then, you know, on the, I mean, that's good comedy. You don't know what she said on the other line, but you kind of know what she said. And she's like, Rhoda, I come from a small town in Indiana. <laughs> I can't say those words. And then Brenda comes back later. Well, I'm from the Bronx. I'll tell her. Uh, but 
fascinating, you know. And then, and then, and the reason why I, I bring it up is because after that, the show basically tanks. Just, just, that's it. It was Rhoda's wedding. It was pinnacle, and then, it, and then it tanks. You know, there's the seas. You know, it goes on. I mean, that, you know, it does very well in the ratings, but people are just getting like, well, it's a, this will pack up. And the th- first episode of the third season, Joe leaves Rhoda because they they realize it's it's not working. She and and oh my god, that guy got death threats. They was leaving. I mean, people, people are crazy. And uh, you know, it's fascinating. But think about this, this is how much they changed where why it, why it died. This is the the third season opening was just the regular without all the uh, you know my entrance exam was on a book of matches. Yeah, just the regular theme. This was season three. No big deal. And then season four, they went crazy. They were trying to get her. They trying to fix the show. So when now she's in the dating scene for somebody being in their early thirties and being divorced, and that's going to be the new show. And here's the intro. Oh, the seventies. This is Rhoda? What? Is it a porn? Oh, there we go. Wow, 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 wow. You know that's my favorite sound. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I, I, I kind of like this version, that's so why I'm letting it play. Wow, 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 wow. That's what I'm waiting for. This, this um, song goes through my head on a daily basis. Probably why I'm not married. So they moved her from Monday to Saturdays, and then uh, they got slammed by chips. <laughs> Show chips. I was friends with a guy that uh, entered the show in the fifth season. Uh, they would hang out, Rhoda and Brenda would hang out at this bar called Rick's. Yeah, I think it was called Rick's. I know I'm thinking of Casablanca too, but um, this guy, um, what's this? Oh, damn it. Damn it. Oh, he's dead. Um, his son is Colin Kelly, so his name, oh my God, how can I not remember his name? Was it that long ago? Anyway, we started being friendly. Um, Damn it, I can't remember. And he was a Broadway guy. He was in the original production on Broadway of Superman. And my friend Corey Abraham, who is the head of the Oxygen Network, um, had the album, and I got it signed for Don Chastain. That was his name, Don Chastain. And he had this voice. And I went to see him sing one night at Lewis Black's Club. Um, but he had this booming voice, and his answering mission was hilarious. He'd be like, you know the drill. <laughs> Leave a message. Not like, uh, you know, like our favorite, but um, a different kind of I am of not love. this deliverer you fear. <laughs> you know the drill. Leave a message. But um, Don Chastain, and he, so he was in Rhoda. I mean, think about how excited I was. I met him in, you know, I was 22, and I met this guy who was in Rhoda. I mean, look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm talking about. Again, the Mets are about to start in 10 minutes. I'm talking about the fascination with Rhoda. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a problem. But again, come on, isn't that fascinating? And then, and you know what's interesting too? When you think of Cheers, and Cheers probably learned from this. Now, obviously, they, they figured out De- De- uh, Sam and Diane perfectly because they that first five seasons is perfect. They're in, they're out, they're in, they're out. They were the ones that figured out, let's not do what Rhoda did even though that was clearly the plan from the beginning. We're going to have a show uh, where a guy meets a girl and they're going to fall in love and we're going to have all the sexual chem- sexual chemistry and whatever. And after that idiot uh, Diane left, Shelley Long, in one of the most bonehead moves in television history besides David Caruso, who was able to make up for it, um, they changed the show, obviously. And what they did... Was they, you know, they, 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 remember these are the guys that created Taxi. And remember, Taxi was just Judd Hirsch and 
all the people around him, and Judd Hirsch was the, the focal point, and everybody came to Judd Hirsch with their problems. And they'd be like, Alex, you got to come with me. I'm doing my Tony Danza. Alex, you got to come with me. I got to meet my, my boxing instructor, and he, he's just mean to me. You got to help me. I don't know. I guess I'll come along. Alex, you got to come with me. I got to go back to the future, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. <laughs> I'm mixing up the genres. So what these guys decided to do to keep Cheers running, because it was a successful show, they, you know, the network was like, hey, just because this twat is leaving, don't, you know, this is a very successful show. We got other good characters here. Let's make it work. They basically made Sam Malone Alex Rieger from Taxi. They just said, let's just make Sam the guy that everybody goes to for problems. So you'll notice in seasons six through 10 or 11, whatever it is, he basically accompanies everybody. He's still Sam and he's still brilliant. I mean, really brilliant. He's really funny and he plays that character so fucking well. That's why we love him the way we like Alan Alda and MASH. You know what I'm saying? Some some of those guys that stick with the show and they're so good. People just love him and they want him to do well and that's why he's, people just love, they want him to do well. That's why CSI continues because Ted Danson is awesome. Why? We don't even know if he's a good actor. He was just so awesome in Cheers. You just want to see him do great stuff. You don't care what he does. He was so fucking brilliant as Sam Malone. Even when he got older, and that doesn't work anymore with the babes, it was still funny. They still found a way to just, you know, him to be Sam. So he would basically go along with, you know, Woody and be like, Sam, I don't know what I, my in-laws are crazy. You got to come with me. You know, it was, oh, they, so they just basically just did Taxi but with, the, with a different cast and Sam Malone as Alex Rieger. Brilliant! And you know they learned it from Rhoda. What not to do with a very successful show that's making everybody a lot of money. It's fascinating. I'll tell you something. Uh, God, there's one episode I remember, you know, the older ones, where Sam is in competition with this French guy. I don't know if you remember some of the episodes. I watched every one, and now it's so long ago. And there's one, he's in competition, they had this French guy who was trying to steal Woody's uh, girlfriend or wife, Kelly, and um, and he was in a couple of episodes, and, he, you know, he's just being French, and, he, you know, him and Sam, he goes, Sam, I believe, I'm doing a horrible French accent, I believe I can uh, get more women than you, and he's like, well, I don't do that anymore, I'm a, that's another guy, and he goes... I will get the. I will get. I bet you I will get more numbers. I, I don't know what accent is. Let's just cut the accent. I can't seem to do a French one. I will get more numbers than you at the end of the night than you can. And he's like, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. So the guy's goading him. And, uh, and, he, and he goes, uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I have my second number. He's like scamming all the girls. And he's goading him. Into, and Sam's like, and you know, Norm and Clifford just like, come on, Sammy. This is ridiculous and he's like guys I'm not like that anymore you know and Carlos like this is a real sad day this is a sad day I can't believe you're gonna let this guy beat him and then the guy goes uh <laughs> you know well you Americans are all kind of lazy and stupid something like that and he goes that's it Carla get my babe kit <laughs> and and uh Carla goes Sam the, the guy's just a kid he didn't know any better and he goes hey he brought the USA into this, you know, something like that. Like, the Carlos just like, he's real nervous. Like, now he's going to teach the kid a lesson. And, and then the French guy's like, no, uh, whatever. Uh, what is this babe kid? All of a sudden, the guy starts to panic. It's really funny. It's good writing. The babe kit comes out. It's Sam Malone's old members-only jacket <laughs> from the 80s. His first edition black book. And his special combination of colognes like it's like a combination of old spice high karate and canoe <laughs> like, and that's the babe kit and it never fails i mean that's fucking funny that's good comedy writing and uh you know and and norman clifford just so excited that this is going to happen and uh you know it, it it ends where he uh he he's lost and then these two girls come in and there are three girls come in and he's like, I, you know, they just come in at the end and they're like, well, we do everything together. Sam leaves with these three girls and then uh, everybody starts chanting, USA, USA, USA. It's awesome. It's really good. It's good writing. Cheers was the best. And Ted Danson is a fucking genius. So take that, Rhoda. Take that, Cubs. Cubs, you're like the Rhoda of television. 
you had one big high and now you're done you're done you peaked too soon you're like the road of television this is the this is the cubs intro before they come on the field now lame oh my computer stinks yeah ladies and gentlemen of the cubs welcome to chicago cubs batting first i don't know any of the players they stink yeah that should be your theme song because you stink it's over it's over it's over johnny now let's go into thursday nights of television and then we'll call it an evening let's finish this season of television shall we and the funny thing is i thought thursday last year i had to do two shows there were so many new shows now this there's like two this thursday starts with um you know we got had nothing abc has nothing new because they get Grey's Anatomy scandal and how to get away with the murder. When get, get, how to get away with murder ends, Shonda Rhimes is going to have a new show called The Catch. And it's just funny because the description is, um, it's about a gutsy female forensic accountant. What? I'm very comfortable. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. What do you got for me? Okay. Here it is. The Graduate. Part two. Oh, good. Yeah, about a gutsy female forensic accountant. But, you know, it's this Shonda Rhimes, and she, uh, you know, she's apparently the shit. So who knows? And if they just make it these, they're doing it the right way now. They just kind of make these little mini-series, or they're calling it that when it gets canceled, you know, so they can get more work. Then we talked about CBS. I mean, we're already on CBS, and, um, you know, they got Thursday Night Football. When Thursday Night Football goes off, the Big Bang Theory come back to eight. And then they're going to put Life in Pieces on there. Now, Life in Pieces, I told you about the show. I watched the first episode. It's doing very well because it follows the Big Bang Theory. So, you know, like the odd couple, they're lucky. Where's my uh, ratings chart? Did I forget to print it today? What's up, dummy? Yeah, because they're doing well in the ratings. I don't know where it is. I thought I had it. Oh, my cat's sitting on it. Sorry. Need it. Need it. Sorry. She hates when I move it. She was resting so peacefully. Here, I, I, I put some other papers back. Where you going? Where you going? She's angry now. Whoa. i never seen her like this before. The ratings, that life in pieces at number 18. But look at the drop-off. Here's, here's the ratings for last week. Sunday Night Football, obviously 8.2. That's, you know, sick numbers. Thursday Night Football is next, and that's why... They're not canceling those Thursday games. 4.9, Empire, 4.7. They keep switching. Thursday Night Football and Empire. Empire's in third place this week. Big Bang Theory, number one comedy, CBS, a 3.9 rating. Think of the drop-off from Empire even. You know, that's a whole full point. That's a lot. And so the next show after it, Life in Pieces, is a 1.8. It's a major drop-off, and that's considered a hit. And it's not that great a show. This blind spot, number 11 last week, moved up to number 9. I watch it every week. It, it's okay. The guy who, like I said, the guy, the FBI agent, I, he's annoying. 60 Minutes still up there. Fascinating, right? Scandal, Grace Man, who survived. NCIS, um, you know, Chicago Fire moved in there. I really hate all those Chicago shows. And uh, the ALCS, Game 1, was number 21 on Fox. You know, they started playing the... Kansas City, Toronto, because remember it's on that FS1, but some of the games on Saturday I think, like on the weekends, were on Fox. Um, Fresh Off the Boat, which was on, dropped now. Rosewood, oh, what happened? The the great show, dropped out of the top 20. Uh, Limitless dropped. Mm, nervous. But then remember, there's a lot of sports going on. And The Flash, doing really well. You know, I like that show. It's closing in on NCIS New Orleans. What? How can that be? That's a CW show. They usually don't even count that stuff. But this uh, life in pieces, whatever. Then you got, you know, after Thursday Night Football, you got Mom and Two Broke Girls will come back and then Elementary. It all comes back in November. Um, I don't know how it comes back in November. Isn't, uh, doesn't Thursday Night Football, what, do they stop? Maybe they stop and then they just go to the um, NFL Network. I guess that's what's happening. They must stop November 5th and then go, uh, they take them off CBS. Why do that? Why not just keep it on? 
if it's doing so well. Anyway, um, NBC, Heroes Reborn. I was a huge fan of the original Heroes. Uh, and it, I'm glad it's just a 13 episode. They're calling it a, a mini series, which is smart because then you see how it does. It's not doing well and it sucks. I'm kind of over it. I really was a big fan of the show and they fucked it up and it's just not good. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Then the blacklist and the new show, The Player with Wesley Snipes, going to be canceled in a week. It's not doing well. It sounded like a really good idea, actually. It's, um, the premise is a former military operative turned sec- security expert. Uh, is drawn into a shady organization that gambles on crime. It sounds like a lot of fun, but it's not doing well. It's going to be canceled immediately. So I think all of NBC's Thursday lineup, besides the blacklist, is going to be gone. Now, that's interesting. Now, last season, uh, I made outstanding predictions. I believe I said American Crime, which was a later show, was going to get canceled, but I think it stayed, but that was... I don't know what it's doing, but the Astronaut Wives Club, you know, tells the story of uh, the wives of Mercury 7, America's first group of astronauts, canceled, canceled the series after one season. And then following the cancellation, the series developer noted the series had only been planned as a miniseries telling a complete story. Bullshit. Fuck you. If it was successful, you would have kept it going. You know it. The McCarthy's, remember that one? Totally predicted that one. The series revolves around the McCarthy's, a close-knit working-class Boston clan whose sports legacy runs deep in the family. But when outspoken Father Arthur, a dedicated basketball coach, I'm just, uh, it's a, decides to take his athletic challenge an openly gay son Rondi under his wing. Is, uh, I, I told you that would be canceled. That's with Laurie Metcalf, too. The series debuted October 30th. On February 3rd, CBS pulled the McCarthy's from the schedule after 11 episodes, with four unaired episodes left. <sighs> Grace Point, I also said, I thought Grace Point would last a season, um, which I believe it did, but it's completely canceled now, if there was any uh, indication. Uh, Backstrom, I said, would be canceled within a week. That was the uh, Rain Wilson, you know, show. Uh, uh, Backstrom uh, setters on an overweight, offensive, uh, damn it, I can't pronounce words, Portland Police Bureau Detective Lieutenant who was engaged in a constant struggle with his self-destructive tendencies and as part of a team of eccentric criminologists. It could have worked because Rain Wilson's very funny. But it aired from January 22nd through April 30th, and on May 8th, Fox canceled the series after one season. Now, last year, I was watching Bad Judge because I really, really find Kate Walsh extremely attractive and in this show she was like a drinker and she just liked having a lot of sex and she was just cool I didn't care for the show that much but I watched it because she was in it but that's I mean the premise just is stupid but it chronicles the personal life and wild lifestyle of Rebecca Wright a tough as nails judge serving on the Los Angeles County Circuit Court whose time off the bench is spent partying and displaying reckless behavior that's why I liked it and she's sexy I've met her in person, and she's way hot. And, uh, yeah, they just canceled it. They they didn't even... I don't even think they aired all the episodes, because I watched every one. I think I even have one on my DVR. I was saving up. Can you, How gay am I? But after that was that show A to Z that I was consistently talking about last year, because I really liked it. I thought it was very well done. It uh, followed the lives of Andrew, an employee at an internet dating site who dreams of meeting the girl of his dreams, and Zelda, A to Z... Uh, a no-nonsense lawyer who is raised by a hippie mother and carries a rebellious streak by an accidental chance of fate. Zelda meets Andrew to resolve a mismatched dating dispute. And these two single people suddenly find themselves falling for each other. Again, um, it sounds stupid, but it was it was excellent. And I can't explain why. It was just a really... I mean, if you're going to watch a show like that, like a romantic comedy sitcom, it was better than the rest. And they canceled both of those shows... And I was very upset by that because I really liked it. Uh, the Allegiance. Do you remember that one with Katherine Heigl? Told you that one would be canceled in a day. People hate Katherine Heigl still to this day. And it started on February 5th. It was canceled on March 6th. Because Katherine Heigl sucks. And that show sucked. And everybody sucks. It's problematic. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's Thursdays. I mean, what, what are you doing? So, yeah, I saw... Um, just seeing if I had any other... Yeah. Uh, I saw 
the grinder this week. Excellent again. I did hear they're picking up the grinder for some more episodes, so I'm very pleased about that. I've, I'm, I'm way behind on a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what I saw this week that I wanted to tell you about, but I don't remember at the time, with the time being now, uh, <laughs> what I was... Um, what I wanted to talk about, but there, there was another show that I saw that was most enjoyable, and like I said, I kind of threw today together a little bit, and I apologize because, you know, my f- my friends, my family of of listeners deserve better. Uh, you can hear me on Irene Bremis's show on that B Box Radio if you can find her, you know, lost episodes. You can also hear me on Artie's show. I believe that you know it's a subscription based thing, but I believe they put them out on YouTube, and I was on. When last Wednesday I went to Stevie Wonder, um, so whatever date that I think it was the fourteenth, um, if they have that, and apparently, I we we talked for three hours, but I think they cut it up where the, you know they'll use it again. So I need to do a show like that where I have one in the can, you know, in case stuff comes up because I don't want to leave everybody high and dry. You know, I think we have to. Um, I usually would end with the. I think I'll end with the kindest corners theme. Because this reminds you, if you've been growing up, Mets. It's all about the Mets. So, I don't know. You know, let's go Mets. Let's go Jets. The Jets. Oh, my God. This week, the Jets playing in New England. I told you I'm taking the points. Ah. Can I just say, can they just make it a contest? Can they just make it a contest? I'm positive the Patriots are going to win, but but can, can, can we just not get blown out every time we play the Patriots? At least it's just a regular game, and it's not a prime time game. I think they finally figured, let's not do this because the Jets keep getting blown out, and it's embarrassing. And I'll tell you something. If the Jets beat the, the undefeated Patriots this week, then something is up. If the Mets go to the World Series and the Jets beat the Patriots, I don't know what that means, but something is going on with the world. It's like I'm going to get a TV series next week if that happens. You know what I'm saying? So let's hope the Jets beat the Patriots. Because then something is wrong with the world. But right in Dave Juskow's world. So let's go go Mets. Let's go Jets. Let's go Devils. Three in a row after a hard start. And I will see you next week on the Dave Juskow Show. The late October Halloween edition. And uh, let me see if I can get a guest for next week. So far, I don't have any plans. Maybe the dinner's rescheduled. Who knows? We'll see you next time with the Dave Jessica podcast. Good night, everybody. Good luck, Mets. <laughs>